discoverability, which is the you know absolutely key to success um, in people finding, choosing, and loving your content, and and ultimately that this is what this is all about is uh, you know um, a passion for content. That's Matt Westrup, VP of Operations at A and E Networks UK, talking about the importance of metadata. You're listening to the Metadata Matters podcast from Grey Meta. In this podcast series, Grey Meta talks to people working with metadata on a daily basis to understand their perspectives and to learn about best practices. In particular, I will focus on how technology like machine learning and AI can help generate, curate and work with that metadata. I'm Matt Eaton, Managing Director of EMEA at Grey Meta. And this week, my guest is Matt Westrup from A&E Network. We cover a number of different topics during the interview, like uh, the three big challenges for metadata, um, sharing corporate knowledge and the impact of COVID on metadata, and the growing importance of archives and metadata enrichment to find relevant content quickly. And as a former camera operator, Matt also discusses the value of metadata captured early during the production process. Here's the interview. This week, we're lucky to be joined by uh, Matt Westrup, uh, VP of Operations at A&E Networks UK. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. And uh, just to start off, could you briefly describe A&E Networks UK and your role? A&E Networks UK uh, is uh, a joint venture uh, based in London, but we've got offices in in Warsaw uh, and in uh, Johannesburg. Um, there are other business units in, in Italy, Spain uh, and Germany. Um, and we're running, you know, it's a sort of quite a typical uh, channels operation and uh, video on demand operation uh, across um, five key brands, History Channel, uh, Crime and Investigation, uh, for instance. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a typically busy place with about three and a half thousand hours of content coming in. We've got a, you know, a good in-house team and technology stack and, and then a whole array of third-party partners that help us with that content supply chain. Um, and then I look after the, that technology and teams that underpin that channel management um, uh, and VOD distribution uh, piece. So it's a, it's a busy but happy place. And, and not to mention uh, wonderful offices in Hammersmith. Yes, uh, they, they are lovely. Thanks, Matt. Um, and we've been missing them, actually. Yeah, there's, uh, there's, you know, for another, not this podcast, maybe, but there's a, you know, a brilliant discussion about um, the future role of the office in an organisation. So but we'll, yeah. we'll not get into that today. Yeah. Uh, just for our audiences, before I worked at Grey Matter, um, Matt and I uh, worked together on, on a project with um, a few years ago at any networks um, implementing um, Mediagenics, which um for traffic and scheduling and and that had a, a fair amount of metadata so um you know i i'm keen to have as a, a wide and broad conversation about metadata with you today yeah um so with that in mind could you, could you provide a summary of the role metadata plays at uh, a and e networks uk of course and again it's 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 kind of fairly typical so uh, we have our rights and availability with the content that comes in. So all the things we are allowed to do and not do with, with any one piece of content, we're allowed to play it, when we're allowed to play it, who's allowed to see it, all those sorts of um, uh, really important um, legal rights uh, and, and associated metadata. 
Um, we have editorial, um, which is, you know, descriptive of what's in that content and what it's called and what series it is and what the synopsis might be or its EPG and, and so on. And then associated metadata with that, which could be, you know, a transcript or a script or, um, you know, any number of uh, associated uh, metadata. And, and then we have uh, technical metadata, which is it's kind of the oil that, that kind of... Uh, it sort of greases the machine so that that content can be controlled, stored, managed, uh, and go through several processes from from its journey in the content supply chain to acquiring it through to to people actually watching it. So it's um, it is a, a, a mix of a number of different sorts of metadata, which means it's a mix of different teams and different systems and different third parties. Uh, that all kind of coalesce around that uh, around that story, and and I think also actually there are there are um, you know the sort of recognised uh, metadata uh, you know con contributions to metadata, which are quite formalised as you say in systems like like Medigenics is what's on, um, but increasingly you know you think about all the sort of metadata that hasn't really been considered as metadata before, but is really useful. Um, so yeah, there's a whole world of of metadata that helps us get from A to B. How is that metadata kind of used internally and, and, and managed today? Not perfectly uh, is, is, is the right answer to that question. So um, we have, um, you know, the typical systems of a, of a channel management system, uh, which captures a lot of that structured metadata. Mm. Um, and, you know, the, the, the key entry point to that is on acquisition. So we're entering a lot of metadata that we know about that um, piece of content uh, early on. Um, and then uh, it, that content then arrives in its physical form, its digital form, uh, and it has um, uh, a whole bunch of technical metadata that comes with it and it goes, and then it, and then it sort of acquires and gathers metadata as it comes through. So we will have you know, quality control metadata that's added as it, as it comes in and technical metadata that as it comes in will give it, a, a, you know, a unique identifier uh, as well and will associate it um, within our systems to connect with other bits of metadata. Um, and then it goes through a compliance process, for instance, and that um, adds a whole bunch of metadata that's really important um, to, for us to be able to understand uh, what's in that content and what bits we want to remove for for which versions and for which territories perhaps um and then of course it gets localized and that is uh, a really complex process as part as part of metadata is concerned um because then you're then translating uh, data and metadata uh, into 21 languages um and then finally you have the metadata that drives its consumption that makes sure it ends up in a linear channel or in a video on demand uh, environment I've mean, known and worked quite closely with AE Networks UK over the past you know five years. I, I think I think one thing that's really impressed me is that your approach to uh, improving metadata has been very pragmatic. It's you know you've got a, a north star uh, view of how metadata should be managed and and how the business needs to use that metadata. But aren't you know you, you've been sort of improving the way metadata is 
is managed all the time through incremental projects that are you know adding to that uh, getting close to that north star rather than a, a big bang um approach well, I'll, I'll take i'll take that thank you um i think it's a mixture of that and then you know kicking the can down the road sometimes because it, it is so overwhelmingly complex and we're, we're listen we're not a big organization um there's 180 of us here so we we don't have teams of um of people that are focused just on managing content metadata it's it's you know it takes a takes a family to raise the metadata here and that's that's our approach Uh, and you know we have had several um step changes in that and absolutely so putting in a new cms was 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 a really big one and then as we try and manage that across you know multiple territories um, but you're right, there, there, is, there are some really impressive examples in, in this industry of businesses that have gone for Big Bang, they've created data lakes or, or, or you know, unifying models that um, are you know, in one point of truth. Uh, it takes a huge amount of effort and you know, brilliant analysis and, and strategy to be able to understand, but probably a lot of pain and effort as well, because we've, we've all got the similar challenges i would imagine um and in, and in some ways that that approach is a bit overwhelming for us actually and that's the bit where perhaps we kick the can down the road a little bit is, is where, where do we start the next the next piece but actually if you look at it as a program of continuous improvement and as long as you can all agree on you know where you want to sort of end up and and the principles behind that um, then every opportunity you have is and usually it's every project every new bit of integration um every new bit of business perhaps um that someone somewhere is guiding um, or using that as opportunity you know firstly to to tidy up your data because that is the that's going to be the biggest thing that gets in the way between you and you know your metadata really being efficient and working well is, is is when your metadata doesn't agree with each other or you know there's um it, it's uh, it's got it needs tidying up and cleaning up and that's that's you know an ongoing process really yeah i think it was uh, working with you that i came across that uh, that phrase um yeah uh, replacing one of those critical systems like uh, cms is like uh, changing a tire at driving at 60 miles an hour and and in fact it was even worse because you were accelerating at that point as well so it was like you know changing a tire was accelerating from 60 to 90 miles yeah and, and to just push that analogy a bit further the map had sort of probably run out as well at that point so exactly right because you can't you're never going to be in a place in a business practically where you say look everyone just stop there's a bit of a mess we need to clear up here here and here if everyone can just stop uh, and then we'll have a really good opportunity to to do the right thing and and so you do have to be pragmatic and you know there are moments in our we get together as a team where we think ah we've got to double down on this we've got to sort of just we've got to go again because you know again we can see things we can see spreadsheets beginning to sprout again or we can you know begin to see requests for headcount happening where it's to solve problems which we think we should be able to solve so it's it's, it's a constant reminder so there are pros and cons to that approach um, but for us it, it really is the only practical way that we we uh we we can evolve yeah yeah um, thinking about metadata management today, I mean, where do you see some of the biggest challenges? So we've got three key challenges, which is the past, the present and the future. Um, and 
you know, the, I th- and this is where I think we're probably not so different from maybe any organisation, but, you know, there are all sorts of issues surrounding legacy metadata. You've had silos of metadata that have been managed in different systems for different purposes. And look, people are amazing. People will, will find a way and a system and a, an approach and a rationale to deal with things. It gets kind of codified and cemented and gets handed over from generation to generation. Um, and, you know, when you get to a point where you need to uh, rationalize that and optimize it and have a unified structure across systems uh, or move data from one system to another, or indeed in our case, you know, we had a, a key supplier that, you know, with that kind of in, in this climate had, um, had gone under. And so, you know, all of these legacy issues are, are constant reminders to us that uh, metadata you're dealing with decisions about how metadata was handled uh, from five or, or 10 years or, or even longer in some cases ago. So that's a constant challenge for us as you evolve because you don't want it to become a material drag on your efficiency, uh, but it, it can quite easily become that. Um, and the present, obviously the challenge is, is, you know, what are you doing today to improve how metadata is handled in your in your business uh, who's looking after it um what what is the understanding of that and hey i'm not an, i really am not an expert so I, I listen to people like you and people that you have on your podcast and people inside my business and and the partners that we work with really closely but how does a business ensure that um the understanding of metadata and how it's used it, the value of it is really understood across the business and that everybody understands that they have to contribute to that because you add value or if you don't, then you, you add that, like I said, that material drag on efficiency if it's not done properly. So that's, that's the challenge of the present is to ensure that um, as best you can, the business has a real grip on it and understanding and appreciation because it's, it's not especially in a creative environment, um, it, it, it can't, it's not always the most interesting uh, bullet on any agenda. So you have to find ways to, to do that. And then the challenge of the future is, is you know, uh, allies to both that present challenge and the past challenge. In, and especially as we find new platforms uh, all the time, uh, the metadata that you need to deliver content uh, and have that feedback loop from from a you know direct consumer or an SVOD platform or AVOD or whatever it is um, there are new demands being made on the metadata uh, every VOD partner and platform that we have wants something slightly different um, uh, every platform has you know, a different way of being able to surface that and discoverability which is the you know absolutely key to success um, in people finding, choosing, and loving your content, and, and ultimately, that this is what this is all about: is uh, you know, um, a passion for content. Um, then you need to constantly evolve how you can surface that, manage that metadata to to ensure that you have that traction and engagement and discoverability um, for your content. Yeah. No. Thank you. That's that's really interesting. Um, I think um, you know resonates a lot with some of the um, other comments that have been made previously on on the podcast as well, and uh, 
but um, I, I, one thing that, that has come up um, in the past as well is around how COVID has changed um, some of those challenges, um, you know, especially with regards to internal teams working with content metadata and trying to find content. Um, teams that normally were based in the same location, in the same office, and then suddenly they're they're distributed um, remotely, and uh, you know maybe in, even in different time zones. Um, I, I don't know. Do you have any comments on the metadata challenges uh, that COVID has brought around? It's really interesting to think about that because I think that it's multi-dimensional and and it's there's it's not. It wasn't for me anyway. It wasn't anything that it was kind of a subtle really um but in different areas so when i talked about earlier about the challenge of legacy metadata and and just how amazing people are in terms of finding a way through to things and then passing that knowledge on it, it's part of a sort of fabric of corporate knowledge that you have that that uh, i think you know relies in large part to people being together in an office and so you've got that kind of pool of collective knowledge amongst amongst teams. And I'll just pop over there and ask this person, oh, how do I do this? And, and so on. And remote working kind of breaks that chain uh, in a way. And, and you don't have that, uh, you know, that intuitive and easy way of being able to find stuff out. And so you are relying on, well, hold on, I can access, you know, all the systems and, and areas of metadata. But suddenly that, that's the, you know, that becomes the key way of being able to do it. And so it just adds focus onto it actually. And it becomes, you know, it's like, it plays a slightly different role because it is the way people navigate around their work a little bit more. Um, and so, so, so it just, it shines a light on it a bit more, but it, it doesn't change fundamentally what's there or how you're doing it or what you're doing to improve it, but it just, it just adds a, a, a frisson of, of importance across it. But a really important one because everybody has been, sitting at home um working away and you know they've probably been working a lot more with metadata even if they haven't been uh, realizing it yeah. um and that that was one area from a business standpoint i think from a content point of view and certainly in the in the kind of stricter um times of lockdown when production was being closed down um i saw in the industry generally that that one of the growth areas was you know, a, a bigger use of archive to create uh, new content. Um, and so the tools and focus on being able to understand what is in your archive and surface that uh, quickly uh, and accurately to, to give to um, producers and creatives to be able to find stuff to, to, to um, create content, I think is a probably a pretty big growth area and i don't see that slowing down because i i think added to that there are there are two other factors and one is a code factor in that the you know the acceleration in streaming uh, and when you look at short form uh, in in that world very often you know that can be um content again that has come from archives but they are looked at through a different lens they are uh, moments or they are um, clips from content that have something to say about uh, 
you know, an, an ongoing social context um, right now. Uh, and so that is constantly looking at your archive through that lens, which changes on, on a daily basis. So I think that is going to be, uh, again, a, a real growth area in terms of where metadata can really help surface. In, in both cases, you know, the, the final decisions around um, what you use are creative decisions. And sometimes that can be, you know, very highly contextual um, rather than just using metadata. But it, it really helps understanding what, what's on your palette. You know, what can you, where can you get to quickly to understand what you can view rather than uh, having a, a big effort um to sort of search through it manually which is you know overwhelming and inefficient yeah um and then actually a third area that had occurred to me uh, you know we're, we're really thinking very hard about our sustainability and our carbon footprint um as an organization in in all the way that it manifests um and again as an industry um the use of archives as is very sustainable in that way, you know, um, not suggesting that it replaces original production, but I think, again, there will be um, just generally directionally, I think there will be uh, smarter use of archive um, from a sustainability point of view, which again, you know, metadata has such a big part to play in, in driving, you know, the, um, the outcomes of, of something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, um, it, it, Again, it, it resonates a lot with uh, what's been said before around, um, you know, people like Boston Celtics um, have been um, having to rely more on their archive content to find um, interstitial kind of clips uh, for a new production that, that they were creating. You know, just, just some of those stock clips that they could reuse, like, uh, you know, players getting on a bus or something like that where whereas um, before they they may have gone out and, and just shot a new um, new footage um, but be, being much more conscious about okay what 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 does that mean to put a cameraman and uh, or woman uh, out there to to, to capture this um, content um, costs obviously but but you know the environmental um, uh, you know, sustainability uh, um, uh, considerations are really important as well. So. And that and that's fascinating from a from a metadata point of view because that's as soon as you make that decision to send a camera operator to to a location, um, you're creating metadata the whole time, like where that camera is right. placed and where it's pointing towards and who's in it and and so on. Um, and I think that. You know, without stifling creativity, there's an opportunity to uh, understand how that footage could be used in a variety of different contexts. Uh, and you can, you know, very easily then. And, and there are cameras now that will, you know, if there are, there's AI inside cameras these days that will generate an awful lot of metadata right from the get-go. Yeah. You know, so that's, to me, having you know, worked as a camera operator for early in my career for many years. That's fascinating because that, that whole, there's so much meditation generated throughout the production process that is then, as soon as it comes to broadcast, it's completely cut off. Like we never get to see any of it. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a, you know, an enticing kind of future where we would have access to, to some of, some of the more important 
metadata that's generated during the production process. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and, and actually, the, my next question was around time-specific machine learning generated metadata, and uh, you know that feeds into that, especially in the, the post-production, uh, and then you know creating promos and short-form content um, for different platforms. Yeah, it goes back to surfacing that. And it's got to be a it's got to be a tool. That, I mean, we don't we don't we're not using AI here. Uh, we, we, at the moment, we're going through a big project just to, to put our kind of asset management um, and supply chain functions uh, in the cloud. And so, uh, but that then lends itself to an environment where you can add an, an AI microservice to to ex to do exactly as you describe um, and that when you look at as you say time-based uh, metadata the, the, one of the great examples of of corporate memory of, of people that just know what's in there because they've been here long enough and and so on um and but when you have you know one of our core activities here really is our is our creative team and you know really brilliant creative team um and there is going to be a a relationship with you know researching that that archive um, and AI can do can really take a lot of the work out of that but also add a load of stuff in there that you didn't realize that you knew about that archive which is you know fascinating but it is a process but ultimately from a creative standpoint you know people might be looking for a, a, a moment a texture a color a sound um, a look you know things that really only they're going to know when they see it um but uh that's a relationship that you would build with a with an ai kind of base that can you know surface metadata from the from the in every corner of your archive and give a different way to be able to very quickly kind of say well look what's what's on offer here um because there are so many different ways to view the same 10 seconds of what just gone on uh, in in a piece of content um, and so that's that is something uh, that excites me, but also, you know, I increasingly think that it's a it's a kind of business tool that you can't do without. Um, if you want, you've got different teams that all want access to the same archive for different reasons. And so how do you efficiently do that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you mentioned um yeah, you know, machine learning. Are, are there any other developments in metadata that really excite you in uh, 2021 that you're looking forward to? Well, this podcast, Matt, Metadata Matters, is one of the most exciting developments uh, where I can learn what the, what the real what the real things I should be excited about. Um, so, no, I, I don't have a view on any specific um, developments because it's a, it's a process. I think COVID has accelerated that. And I think, I guess what I'm excited about is, is that metadata is becoming it's such a, um, an important part of, as a business function. Mm. And there is a it's, you know, very clear um, evolving focus in all organizations and understanding. And I think that's exciting because it's, it's not a kind of, arcane silo um or, or misunderstood area of the business that it used to be. people you know you know people are getting excited about metadata in itself and its use and its, and, it, and its value and power to be able to add value to the business i think that's exciting i think for for us personally here um 
we've started you know, through our partners uh, like SDI, because I know you had Scott on, on this podcast, but beginning to use machine learning uh, in the lo- localization space, that is really exciting for us. Um, and that is something that, you know, we've got you know, good and cautious partners to be able to make sure that, you know, people don't notice where we've started using that because it's got to be completely credible. Um, and translation is a language is, you know, just endlessly fascinating. Um, so that's one area. I think the, the other area, again, is about that time-based metadata and its relationship with, with AI. I think that's something that I would get excited about exploring later in this year to see what our options are, because I think that's a, it's possibly a game changer um, in that area for us. So those are the two things I would I definitely get excited about. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, that's, that's great. It's um, it's it's so good to talk to you, Matt, about this. And uh, so always the topic very close to both of our hearts with uh, with, with metadata and uh, you know. And I think it comes back to what you said about the passion for content. At the end of the day, it's uh, you know being it, it's that is absolutely that's why we do any of this. And and you know, you know, a lot of information that is called metadata is not. It's 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 you know, people have been describing information about what they love in all sorts of different ways for a long time and I'm I feel very privileged that I you know throughout my career I've been able to work at different points of that value chain and and kind of understand it from different perspectives but that's ultimately exactly what it all is it's about you know caring for content you know someone's poured their heart and soul into creating something um and so you know having information about that work uh, through its life cycle is you know should be treated with with the same passion great that uh, sums it up so well yeah thank you matt westrop thank you very much matt eaton thank you very much you can subscribe to the metadata matters podcast at spotify apple and google podcasts if you'd like to find out more about generating enriched time-specific metadata or gray meta's curio platform visit graymeta.com or email me at Metadata matters, one word, at greymeta.com. See you next time.